Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris, and tonight I have cozied up with a nice blanket, a warm, roaring fire, for it is in the 50s here in Florida, and I am cold. I am so, so, so cold. (laughs) But I'm here to play some trivia. I hope you're here to listen to some trivia, because I am joined by one of my best friends, Mr. Mike Mott. How you doing, my friend, and what are you drinking? I'm good here, man. It's cold here, too. I think it's, uh, I know it's been dipping down to the 20s the past two nights. Uh, I don't know what it is right now, but it's probably in the 30s. It is uh, not what I prefer. Uh, I'm more in the, yeah, wintertime. I'm kind of with, with you. 50s, occasional dips into the 40s. That, that's that's When I first moved to Alabama, I was a little excited to have seasons back, and now I'm over it. No, <laughs> no. I think I would just, I would much rather... Much rather not have to deal with uh, freezing temperatures and stuff like that. But no, it's not bad. Uh, and one of the plus sides of the cold weather uh, temperatures is gives me an excuse to bust out the porters. Yes. I I saw this in the uh, well. I actually picked I picked up a new um, a new pack of the Trim Tab Light Visions IPA series uh, in the grocery store yesterday, and I went. It's too damn cold for an IPA. I need something else. And I saw this. I've had this forever ago. I think I had it on the podcast, and I just had I'd never gone back to it. But it's such a good beer. It's the Peanut Butter Porter from Back Forty Beer Company. Oh, Peanut Butter Porter sound good. They are. Yes, baby. Come on in. It's okay. Come on in. <laughs> oh, she brought you her book. You know where he is. Okay, let me let me see. Let me see. Uh, she brought him the Where's Waldo book. I love it. <laughs> this is actually this is this book is which page was it, baby? Was it which one? Show me. This is this was a Christmas gift uh, that my mom got us. It's it, it, uh, it was this one. Oh, this one. Okay, he's up there. See. Okay. I know you know where he is on that page. <laughs> this is the cutest Pod- thing in the world. I love this. This is the cutest thing in the world. Yeah. There you go. You wanna say you wanna say hi? You wanna say hi, Abby? Hi. Hi. <laughs> say hi, Uncle Chris. Hi. You gotta find Romeo on every page. Yeah, so it's it's oh. where's Waldo? Except it's where's Romeo? My my mom got it, ordered it for us. So it's got pictures of our of a our basset hound on every page, and that and he plays Waldo in this particular thing. Oh, that is cute as hell. I love it. <laughs> it's really really cute. Uh, and it's really and you, and 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 I'm really she is really really good at finding him that's Aww. true that is too cute <laughs> what's what a microphone. this that's exactly what it is it's a microphone are you using that? Why, why am i using it because i'm talking to chris and to a bunch of future listeners to the pub trivia experience podcast what? yep <laughs> Yep. So you know, whatever you know, every time Daddy says I have I have a podcast recording to do, that's what I'm talking about. All right, you ready to go back to your room, baby? Well, 
mommy. I, I know you want mommy, baby. She's going to be home soon, okay? Can you go back to your room until mommy gets home, please? Yeah, as I was saying, peanut butter porter from Back 40 Beer Company. I was trying to find her. There's somewhere in Alabama. Uh, oops, as I spill it on myself. Gadsden, Alabama. Never Gadsden, heard of, Alabama. Never heard of Gadsden, Alabama. No idea where that is in Alabama. It's pretty local to here. I forget exactly which direction, but but this is this is just it's it's peanut butter porter. It's exactly what it what you want out of a peanut butter porter. It's really really good, and it's got a can that looks like a can of Jif. I have seen that can before. So yeah, I, th- I thought I I thought I'd show. I think you've had it on the show. Yeah, it podcast contest or not? All right. Well, I'm I'm glad you're drinking tonight. I uh, unfortunately am not. I have got a a medical procedure tomorrow, and I have been told no alcohol for a week. So I think it's a week before and a week after. So about a two Ouch. week cleanse. But I'm not going to okay. complain. I'm going to be feeling better after this procedure. And yay! Oh yeah, no, that's yeah, that's that's really not too bad. I um up until two nights ago, I would, I had because I I just been sick, so I hadn't had I hadn't had a beer in like a week. So. <laughs> Yeah, Mike's got Mike got over the Rona. You guys caught mm-hmm. it. You went through the house, and uh, now you're back to normal, which is awesome. Oh yeah, yep, raring to go, All ready right. to ready to notch a victory in my belt for uh, the new year. So tonight we have got a fun game. It is going to be Mike versus Chris in a one-on-one game. And to play this game, we have picked out three cards from the Ultimate Pub Trivia Game. And the way these work are simple. If you've listened to the show before, you know this. But questions, uh, there are nine questions per card. Questions one through five are worth 10 points apiece. Question six is a multiple choice worth 20 points. Seven, eight, and nine worth 10 points apiece, where question seven is a quote. Question eight is name the decade. And then question nine, I believe, is just a random generic number question. So with that being said, our first card today is in the category of Anything Goes. Standard lock-in rules apply. Mike, are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Question number one from the category of Anything Goes. What is the name of the Backstreet Boys' first album? Oh, God. Oh my God! This is um yeah we're starting off with a boy band question and uh, yes we are I can't speak for you but never was a big fan of boy bands personally Uh no no not in my <laughs> wheelhouse yeah definitely not um I, I don't I don't know what I'm gonna lock in with a with a wrong answer All right so let me go through what I know I know they have the Millennium album but that's not their first album. That's that's not their first. That's the one that I can actually name too. Um, they had a song called "Backstreets Back," and I think that's before Millennium. My little sister is a Backstreet Boy nut and is staying with us right now, so I could just go ask her and she'd tell me. <laughs> um. There's always the possibility that it's like a self-titled album as well. I know a lot of bands do that where the first album is just the name of the band. Uh, the Offspring did that. A lot of a lot of bands have done that. Yeah, I don't know. I legitimately don't know. 
Um, I know they have a song called Backstreet's Back. I'm torn between the two. I'm going to guess Backstreet's Back. All right. <laughs> well, Chris, I locked in with Backstreet's Back, too, because I, I knew that the subtitle of everybody was Backstreet's Back. Uh, for some reason, I think that was actually their second album. But and I th- and so I was I was the same way I was between that and just Backstreet Boys as a self-titled debut. But uh, I I locked in with Backstreet's back as well. So and the correct answer is a self-titled album. It was just called Backstreet Boys. Dang it! No points in question number one. We're on to question number two. The oldest bristle pine cone. Sorry, the oldest bristle cone pine is located in the White Mountains of what U.S. state? The oldest bristle cone pine is located in the White Mountains of what U.S. state? I will lock in my wrong answer. I mean, I'm I'm between a couple. Uh... <laughs> I know that there's that really old tree in California, which does have mountains, but I don't think it's that. But that did cross my mind. Uh, others obviously popped into my head are Colorado or Alaska. Um, I mean, Colorado was the first thing that popped in my head. I don't have a better way to. I don't have another way to get there. It's, it's just a just a guess. So I'll say Colorado. Well, we. You named three of the states, I, two of the three states I thought of. Uh, I thought of California uh, because the redwoods, I think, are like the, some of the oldest trees in the world. Right. Um, but the what bothered me is the White Mountains. I, I don't remember the White Mountains. That doesn't strike me as California. Right. Uh, when I think of White Mountains, I'm thinking of like snow-covered mountains. So my, my next guess was Colorado. And that seemed a little too on the nose. I wish I had thought of Alaska. Had I thought of Alaska, I would have gone with Alaska. But I actually went a little bit further north and went with Montana. Okay. And now I feel like that's a really bad guess because I think like the eastern side of Montana is pretty flat. And it would only be the western side, whereas Colorado is pretty much all freaking mountains. Right. Let's see what the answer is. And we're both wrong. It was California. Oh, it was California. Dang. <laughs> all right, Mike. We're batting a, a zero so far. Yeah, we're we're really representing here to start the new year. Oh, anything goes except getting questions right. Mm-hmm. Question number three. What shape is the rotor in a Wankel engine? W-A-N-K-E-L. What shape is a rotor in a Wankel engine? I will lock in an answer. What shape is the rotor? I'll, I'll full full disclosure. I've never heard of a Wankel engine. Uh, I'm not a mechanical, mechanically inclined person. Uh, even though I have an engineering background, it's just not mechanically uh, slanted. So I've never heard of a Wankel engine. Um, I'm trying to like, what shape is a rotor? I, I really don't know what shape a rotor would. B. So I'm just going to say because they are inclined to guess it, I guess it's something slightly odd. So I guess I'll say an oval. I, I really don't know. Uh, it's a better guess of what I came up with. Uh, I came up with a pentagon. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I was I was trying to think of like polygons too, but it just I didn't necessarily know that they made a sen- made as much sense as a, for a rotor. No, but, it didn't. Like a round round definitely makes the most sense, and the circle right. was my first guess, but that seemed off. But let's take a look here. It's an equilateral triangle. Ah, okay. All right, Mike. This is this is pathetic. Yeah. Like I, I am tempted to just start the recording over and say, nope, this never happened. <laughs> right. Ex- exactly. Exactly. No toddler-based interruptions or anything. <laughs> All right. We're moving on to question number four. What two siblings created the Matrix franchise? Oh. And I can lock that, this one in. That I can lock in. Of course you can. Um, yeah, it's the Wachowskis. It is the Wachowskis. Is it Wachowski? I was, you know, I couldn't remember. Um, the Wachowski sisters, I believe. Yeah, the Wachowski sisters, yep. The Wachowski sisters is correct. All right, Mike, we're both on the board. Both on the board. It's 10 to 10 going into question number five. Let's see how this goes. What company acquired Android Incorporated in 2005? I'll lock in. Sure. Hmm. It's a tough one. Um, I mean, I'm assuming Android Incorporated uh, is in reference to the uh, smartphone style. Uh, and I'm so I'm assuming it's not like Lucas Arts or something like that for a Droid. Um, let's see. But back then, like I, I when I think of of Android phones, uh, mostly because what it's what I have. I think of a, like a Samsung, but I don't know if it would have been a Samsung back then, back in 05. But that that seems to be way before. That well, may, I mean, maybe not. It could have been would have been a really really early iteration. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't really, I, I don't, I wasn't follow paying any attention to that kind of stuff back in 2005. Not that I'm paying attention to it now, really, but, uh, so I'll just, I'll just say Samsung was probably a wrong answer, but I don't have anything better. I went a different direction. So when I think of Android, I don't think of it next to a particular, uh, company that as far as like the maker of the phone, but I think of it more as the operating system. And so I think. The, I went with Google slash Alphabet. Mm. I don't know what they were called back then, but Google slash Alphabet, I think, I feel like it's an operating system. It's what they built the operating system based off of, and the it's the Google phone. The Google operating system is Android, so. I, yeah, I, I actually thought, I actually had that thought as well. Uh, I wasn't, I guess maybe Google was already in the in the business of of acquiring a lot of other businesses back then, but they weren't even being publicly traded at that point in time. I don't think. Not that it matters. No, but. they weren't. But I mean, it was. No, to me, a good guess. The most I, I didn't. I wanted to stay away from a you know a like a, yep. an actual designer of phone. So let's take a look here. It was Google. All right. All right. Good job. All right. Job. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that. I got a lead now. Hell yeah. It is 20 to 10 as we move into question number six. Question number six is our multiple answer question. We will lock in when we have a guess. And here is the question. Name the four colors from the memory game, Simon. Oh, God. I will lock in. I never played Simon. Um, I remember it, but I don't remember it this well i i mean i feel like it's i feel like it's red yellow blue 
And then what would the fourth, you know, is the fourth one? It's probably, I figured it'd be the primary colors plus the secondary color. Which secondary color? Uh, I don't, uh, maybe it was orange. I don't know. I feel like, I, I, I don't remember. Um, I'm going to say, is it, I mean, would it be all the primary colors? Maybe it wouldn't be yellow. Maybe it's. Maybe it's like green and orange, blue and red, something like that. Yeah, because now I'm going to stick with my first first gut. I'm going I'm to stick with the primary colors, red, yellow, blue, and I'll say green as the fourth color. Yeah, we had, I had the exact same logic. This is exactly what I wrote down. Red, yellow, blue, and green. <laughs> All right, let's see how we did. The correct answers are blue, green, red, and yellow. Hey, look at us. Hey, All 20 right. points. We'll take that. <laughs> Absolutely. A score of 40 to 30 moving into question number seven. The question number seven is your quotations question. What rock star stated in his autobiography, we believed that anything that was worth doing was worth overdoing. Oh, that could be so many people. Yeah, right. I've got a guess. I'm going to go ahead and lock in. Okay, you might. I mean, my brain is all over the place. the The first one, the first name that popped in my head was Keith Richards, but um, <laughs> as you do, which kind of yeah, exactly. Like you like like you can imagine, but I'm fairly certain his autobiography didn't come out until the mid 2010s. I could be wrong. The 2010s kind of blur together a little bit for me. And for uh, him. So it definitely could be him. I wouldn't specifically rule him out, but that for some reason I just felt like his autobiography is a little later. Um, other other famously overindulgent rock stars include uh, Motley Crue, so it could be like a Tommy Lee. Uh, it could Led Zeppelin, but I don't think any of the Led Zeppelin guys have written autobiographies. Uh, Tommy Lee, I could see, as having written an autobiography. Uh... There's a short video biography, too, if you want to. <laughs> True. Um, I mean, do, do I, yeah. I mean, I, the quotations are notoriously like a little bit of a dice roll. Um, so Tommy Tommy Lee sounds like a pretty good guess. Like I said, Keith Richards was, was the first name that popped in my head. I just feel like his autobiography is a little later. But, oh, man, but now, like, here's the thing, though. The one thing I do know, I know for a fact Keith Richards has an autobiography, and I don't know for a fact Tommy Lee has an autobiography. So is that a better way, to, better thing to go on? You know what? I'm going to say that is a better thing to go on. I'm going to just stick with my original gut and say Keith Richards. Mike has gone Keith Richards. Uh, so I went through a couple different uh, kind of lead singers slash instrument players that I, I know from bands. Uh, most of my music knowledge comes from a lot later. Uh, a couple of names that came to mind, Brian Wilson came to mind. Uh, he didn't seem as like the hard partying type though. It didn't, this didn't seem to fit with him. It did almost seem to fit with some of the, the rat pack, but what kind of moved me away from there is that like they were in, all of them were individual performers outside of being a part of that little group. And this this sounded like something that was a group that had been together for a while. So that kind of brought me back to, you know, the the sixties and seventies rock. 
and I ended up at the kind of the same place you did. I ended up at the Stones, but I ended up at Mick Jagger. Mm. Uh, I thought about Keith Richards. I did not know he had an autobiography. I can't believe he could put two sentences together. So <laughs> that, that that poor man has done a lot of drugs. Let's yes, see. Yes, you you yes. had a face. What was that face you just made? Uh, it's something you said made me come back to I should have guessed Tommy Lee instead because I think there was a Motley Crue. I don't. I just didn't think it was an autobiography. But anyway, it was a tell-all type of deal. And the correct answer, oh, Steven Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're, oh we're in gosh. the right area. You know, we're just, yep, that actually makes a ton of sense. We had to go to the late, late, late 60s and 70s, but hey. Yep. And we are moving on to question number eight. Question number eight is your decades question. In what decade was the first Woodstock Music Festival? Oh, I can lock in. Yeah, I, I'm assuming it's the 60s. It's the first Woodstock that I'm familiar with, so I'm going to go with the 60s. Yeah, it was August 1969. And that is a correct answer. The 60s is correct. We each get 10 points. Woohoo! Now, with the next question, uh, the next question, the numbers question, if, if our listeners remember, this is usually we do a closest to the pin challenge. It asks for a number, and whichever one of us gets closest gets the 10 points. Going into this last question, your scores are, it is 50 to 40. Chris has got a 10-point lead. It is. And here is your numbers question. How tall in feet is the Freedom Tower at One World Trade Center? Oof. Can I use a calculator? Good question. Good question. Okay. I'm going to lock in. Okay, so I'm going to guess it's 108 stories tall. And I'm going to guess it's 12 foot per story. That's the best way I can get to logic. So if we make that to 110, that puts it, what, roughly 1,100 feet? Is that 108 times 12? Well, I'm making it 110 times 10. Oh, gotcha. Which is... 1,100 feet. Yep. Add on a spire for good measure. I'm going to just say 1,200. I'm figuring that the lobby is going to be bigger. I'm figuring there's a spire on top that makes it taller. So I'm going to go 1,200 feet. No, legit guess. Um, yeah. I, I I was flirting more in like the 1,500 range. And then I kind of just decided to, I, I don't know why, but I was in my head. I went, well, what the hell? Uh, 911 times two is 1822. So I walked in with 1822, 911 times. Yeah. Two. That's uh not a bad guess. Let's I mean, see. I, I didn't have a leg to stand on, but I, I figured I thought it was more stories than that, but I could be wrong. Wow. Okay. You're going to get the points. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, in an appropriate number for the United States, it is 1776. 1776. <laughs> I love it. Freedom. I, that's fantastic. I I absolutely love that. That's a wonderful little factoid. Well, coming out of game number one, our scores are fifty to fifty as we head into game number two. Damn, that actually ended up being a pretty close guess. Not a bad guess for me. I was only off by fifty feet. Not a bad guess at all. And card number two, we're going into sports. Gulp. 
Question number one, who is the youngest player ever inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame? And I will lock in my wrong answer. Oof. Hmm. Youngest player. I mean, so it's going to be somebody, the way I figure it, it's, it's, I don't know the, I'm, I'm much more familiar with the rules for Baseball Hall of Fame, which is six years past retirement. I'm going to assume it's something fairly similar for football. Uh, so it's going to be a player that retired young and yet made a pretty big impact. Um, the first player in that kind of vein that pops into my head is Barry Sanders. Uh, and I don't really, I'm trying to think if there's another kind of obviously, you know, some other type of answer that would be even, you know, cause even Barry Sanders, I mean, he, but even he, he still played 10, we, you know, we always act like he retired early, but he still played 10 years. I mean, he still would have been almost 40 when he was inducted. So I just don't know, like, is there some obvious thing that would have been much younger than that? I, I, I really don't know. I'm I'm just going to guess Barry Sanders because it's the first thing to pop in my head. And usually uh, a lot of times your first instinct is, is good and then a lot of times it's bad. But we'll see. So I think my I don't even, I, my knowledge of the NFL Hall of Fame is small, but I think I remember that they only allow five players in a year. So to me, this had to be someone kind of what you were thinking. It had to be someone who was very, very dominant that would have been a no-brainer but would have retired early. And when I think of players in my lifetime that retired early and probably could have had more success. Barry Sanders at the top of the list uh, should be the all-time rushing champion, but he walked away from the Detroit Lions. No one blames him, so I went with Barry Sanders. Okay. And your correct answer is Gail Sayers. Gail Oh, I... I, Oh! Yep. Now that you say it, I'm like, yep, that, that rings a bell. That makes sense. Okay. No points there. Sports question number two. Who is the only person in history to win both a Super Bowl and a Rose Bowl as a head coach? I'm going to actually lock in. The first name that popped into my head was Pete Carroll. Um, and so that's what, I, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Pete Carroll. Not a bad guess. Uh, I went earlier than that. Uh, I went with another coach that I know won a Super Bowl and a Rose Bowl. I went with Jimmy Johnson. And I don't know if he won a Rose Bowl. He won, na- he won a national championship, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And so back then, I believe the national championship game was kind of moved to different sites. I figured maybe the Rose Bowl held it. Back back then, the national champ- there was no national championship game. It was just everybody played the bowl games, and at the end of it, whoever was ranked the top got the- was earned the honors. Well, let's see if either one of us are right. Neither one of us are right. It's Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm having another game where I'm feeling dumb. Yep. Same. Same. Rebound time, Mike. Rebound time. Question yep. hey, number. Three. I got. I got a good. I got a good. Uh, <laughs> uh, thing to help the rebound. I busted out old reliable my stout at the devil, uh, coffee oatmeal stout from Straight to Ale Brewing right here in Huntsville. So we'll see if this changes my fortunes a little bit. Mine, not yours. I don't care about yours. I need that beer in my life. I need you to stop being good at trivia. I don't think I've shown myself to be particularly good at trivia tonight. I haven't either, though. So, Question number three. What NFL legend and Hall of Famer was an outfielder for the 1919 New York Yankees? I don't think I can name a football player from back that far. 
I will lock in with what is probably a wrong guess just because it's, I, it might he, even he might not even be that that old, but he's fairly old, and I know he was kind of a multiple sport that I'm thinking of. So I'm gonna lock in with probably a wrong answer. Oh, my wrong answer isn't gonna come from anything because I don't think I can name an NFL player from back that far. Uh, like my knowledge of the NFL, I think starts around the '60s and the '70s and kind of goes from there. Um. So I guess I can go to the 1919 New York Yankees route and think of outfielders. Right. Uh, maybe they... Uh, maybe they went in and ended up with owning an NFL team and went into the Hall of Fame as like an owner? Name an outfielder on the team other than... Uh, was Babe an outfielder? <laughs> Jeez! Oh, was he man. on the nineteen nineteen Yankees? Yeah, I don't remember when that trade happened. I think it was around nineteen nineteen. Yeah. What? What the heck, Babe Ruth? Why not? <laughs> Did he ever? It was he ever? Oh, I guess he could have been an owner or something like that. Uh, the name that popped into my head because I know he was a uh, um, kind of multi faceted multi-talented athlete from that time I, I i don't know if he dates back quite that far i thought he was more 30s but uh i said jim thorpe jim thorpe came to mind but uh, i don't he was a native american right correct and that's why i went away from ba- i didn't think baseball in that regard well i mean that's and that's fair but yeah the correct answer was george hallis george hallis oh of course. I've heard the name. Can't place him I, anywhere. Yeah, I was going to say, it actually does. The name rings a very vague bell, but I would never have pulled that. And the scores are still 50 to 50 as we move on to question number four. All right. Come on, Stout at the Devil. You were supposed to pick me up here. What hit song is played in French in the movie Talladega Nights? Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. What? Oh, my gosh. I guess this is technically kind of a sports question. I like the baby version. (laughs) Praying little baby Jesus. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to lock in with a comically wrong answer because I don't know. Oh, Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I was going to say. There's got to yeah, be a, a way to get to a logical guess here. That's I was going to say. Like I could see. I think you're going to actually have much better shot of lodging to this than I than I will. I don't even know where Talladega is. What What was the? Um, can you read the question again? Yep. How was it phrased? What hit song is played in French in the movie Talladega Nights? Okay, there was there was no like. You know, I'm going to lock in, actually. I'm going to lock in an answer. What hit song was played in French in the movie Talladega Nights? Um, I mean, it's... So, I, I think, like, Sasha Baron Cohen's character was French, if oui. memory serves, in the movie. Uh, and, you know, so he was, like, the the French upstart, you know, race car driver. Being French, naturally, he surrendered by the end of the movie. Um, wow. I'm sorry. We we do we do we, I do I do actually love the French, but I just love busting on him a little bit. 
French, like what hit song. So Talladega Nights, I mean, I don't know if it would have been a contemporary hit at that time, you know, because Talladega Nights was, what, I think 2008-ish time frame. So I don't know if it would have been a hit song around that time. And I don't even know if that helps me because... Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it just, it doesn't. Like, there's nothing... There's really nothing to get to get you there. There's way too many hit songs, obviously, even during that time. And uh, yeah, I really I really have no idea. Um, uh, (laughs) I I just I just don't know. I'm going to say, like, I'm trying to think of, of a song that would be a, even associated with, uh, you know, car racing, and I can't even pull that up. Uh, so I'm just going to, I'm going to, I don't know why, I'll, I'll say Sweet Home Alabama. I have legitimately no idea. <laughs> and that would be really funny to have to be played in, uh, in French anyway. That was my lock-in joke answer I was going to lock in with. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh my gosh, that's great. I thought the idea of singing "Sweet Home Alabama" in French was hilarious. That's that's exactly why I was like, and, and I, I'm like, I think I'm just staring at this can, being like, okay, you know, blah blah. blah. I don't know. Um, so I was just trying to think of this has got to be like after Ricky Bobby goes away, and maybe if uh, Frenchy McFrench a lot is, you know, turning everything French. Uh, and I was thinking of like stadium rock songs, like what do you hear at a stadium all the time? Uh, and Queens, we are the champion. Came champions came to mind. Oh, good, that's a really good one. Good so, choice. I, I went. I, I don't like the we because it's not. It's a kind of an individual sport. That's what I went with. Right, and, and it the, means yes. The correct answer is paint it black. Okay. Sure. I don't know how the hell you. I don't know how the. You, that's a. That's a. You know it or you don't. I don't know how the hell you get there. I. I was not. A, I. I didn't dislike Talladega Nights, but I saw it once and I was like, okay, got that box checked. Like I didn't have the reverence for it that I think a lot of people did. But it didn't stick with me either. I liked it, and I think I defended it on Boozy like for the first round. But yep, it's like it, it was. It's really funny, but I don't need yeah. to see it again. It was. Um, it was when I discovered Amy Adams looks good in glasses. Uh, Amy Adams looks good in anything, but when I put my glasses on, Amy Adams look good. So yeah, yeah. All right, moving on to question number five: the Bruce Springsteen hit "Secret Garden" was part of the soundtrack in what sports movie? Locked in. The one that comes to mind, and I don't know the song, but Jerry Maguire comes to mind. And I don't think I'm going to have a better answer than that. So I'm just going to say Jerry Maguire. Damn you, Lagori. Yes, it is Jerry Maguire. Well done. Well Hold done. on. Let me check. No, it's definitely Jerry Maguire. It is Jerry Maguire. Nicely because the done. version of that song that was all over the radio around that time had the snippets of dialogue mixed in with the song. It did. You know, they did one of those. You know how they did, oh, used hate, to do that? Yeah. I hate it, too. But yeah. All right, Mike, we're on the board for sports. I don't think the gentleman over at Benchwarmers will be inviting us back anytime soon. I think that was probably true anyway, at least in my case, given that I completely rode your guys' coattails the entire time. Well, here we go. 
Name the four semifinalists in the first college football playoff national championship. Oh, jeez, Louise. I will go ahead and lock in. Right, this is college nationals. This is not, uh, this is post-BCS. Um, uh, so Alabama's probably on there. I will say, I, I, I really don't know. Because uh, I, I, it blurs together a little bit when the BCS ended and when the college football championship began, to be honest. Um, so I'm just I'll just lock in. I'm going to kind of go random. Uh, the only thing my only hesitation is, was it before or after Clemson started their run, whether or not I would include them. But I'll, I'll go I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll say Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson and Oklahoma. I think. And this may be unfair, but I believe the first playoff was 2014. Because 20, was that the year Florida State won? 2013 was the year Jameis won uh, in the BCS, okay. the Bowden Championship Series, as we came to call it in Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah. Um, then 2014 was the year that FSU was the only undefeated team to make it to the playoff and was somehow a four seed. Yeah. Oh, no, a three seed. Sorry, we ended up as a three seed. And I know we got blown out by Oregon and Marcus Mariota. Not even blown out. The, the score looked like a blowout. That was a close game until the, the late third quarter. And I'm pretty sure Alabama won that year. And so I guess the other question is, who did Alabama play? And I just went with Ohio State. Okay. So I went Ohio State, Florida State, Alabama, and Oregon. If my years are wrong, I feel good about two of those. Ohio State, Oregon, Alabama, and Florida State. Wow, nicely done. Nicely done. All right. How many of those did you get? Uh, Two, Alabama and Ohio State. For some reason, I was thinking it was a little after Florida State. That's that's why I was that's why I skewed yeah, a little I think more. Clemson kind of went on their run around 2016. 2016, yeah, I think you're exactly right. All right. We are moving on to question number seven. Question number seven is your quotations question. Who said the following quote? If you come in second, you're just the first loser. Isn't that Ricky Bobby again? <laughs> you're welcome to lock in if you want. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I'm considering it. No, I'll, I will go ahead and lock in, though. Just with the name that popped into my head. So, uh, Yeah, so I, I'm thinking auto racing. Uh, if it's not Ricky Bobby, then it's probably going to be a real-life racer. So uh, Mario Andretti comes to mind. Richard Petty comes to mind. Dale Earnhardt comes to mind. Pick one. Uh, it doesn't seem like something uh, Kyle Petty would say, so I'm going to say Mario Andretti. Maybe it's a Formula One type of thing. No, good guess. Uh, maybe I should have stayed with auto racing too. Uh, but I know that, uh, this particular individual is famous for a lot of, uh, a couple of other quotes, uh, even though it's, it's, uh, not auto racing, it's football. Uh, but I locked in with, uh, Vince Lambeau. I mean, Lombardi. Wow. <laughs> and the correct answer, wrong sport. We're both in the wrong sport. Tiger Woods. Yeah, I can see him saying that. That's fair. Yeah. That really, really leads you somewhere else, though. All right. No, I I, I agree, but I can see him saying it. Man, I, I said it before, but the quotations. <laughs> Dude, they're tough. They're tough. Question number eight is a decades question. In what decade was Babe Ruth born? 
Yes, I will lock in. Uh, sure. Um, so I think I'm in like the late 1800s is where I'm at. Uh, I'm just going to say the 1880s. I, I think 1889 puts him at 20 at 1909, right? And earlier brings me a little bit earlier. Yeah, I'm going to say the 1880s. Right. I, I had him a little younger. I locked in with the 1890s. I, I would probably ballpark at 1893, 1894 time frame. All right. Let's see. The 1890s is correct. It was 1895. 10 points for okay. Mike. Sweet. Tie game. No. Is it not? It is. Oh, my God. That tied it back up. No. All right. We're back to a tie ball game. And that leads us to our closest to the pin challenge. So we will have a leader going into the final card. Closest to the pin gets the 10 points, Mike. How many checkers are in a backgammon game? Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, I have never actually played a game of backgammon in my life. And yet when I was in college, I actually had to write an artificial intelligence program to play the game of backgammon. <laughs> and I, I, I still don't know the answer to this question. My grandparents had backgammon at the house. I never learned how to play it, but they had like one Same. of these really nice like leather embossed sets and things like that. I, I have no idea how many checkers there were. Um, okay, I'll lock in. So I'm trying to think of how many like the little. <clears throat> The triangles that are on the on the board, and I know you can stack multiple checkers on a triangle, but I, I if I remember correctly, like my, my my grandparents, the only way I can get there is think back to that old set my grandparents had, and it was about the podcast people can't see this, but the the thing that held the checkers was, it felt like it was about that long, and I feel like it held four rows that long, so that's one. Uh, I'm gonna say thirty two. I'm gonna say eight. It's sixteen per side. Very similar. I said 18 per side. Um, and I said, so I said 36 total. And let's see what the answer is. The answer is 30. Ah, all right. I'm taking my 10 points. I'm taking my lead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good job. I really hope we do better on this last card because those first two have not been kind. Now, the scores going into the final card. Mike has 80 points. Chris has 90 points. And your final card is in the category of pop culture. This could go either way. Let's see how the cookie crumbles. Now, mind you, we went one, two, three, one, two, three, four. The first seven questions in the last three cards, we have zero correct. And the last two cards, zero correct answers. That is That is correct, yes. Oh, this one starts off with a bang. Pop culture question number one. What is the first name of Gwyneth Paltrow's daughter? Oh, I can lock. Yeah, uh, I was say, I'm very sadly, yeah. I think I can lock in. I, I think I can lock in, too. Right, you you locked in? Uh, you can lock in. I'll talk it out. Uh, I Yeah, I think I can lock in. Yeah. I, I think this is the weird name. Where I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was her and Chris Martin. I think they named their daughter Apple. I also locked in with Apple. Yes. All right, we both walked locked in with Apple, and the correct answer is Apple. Mike, the streak is over. Oh, God, in, like, the worst way possible, but okay. 
Yeah, of all the answers, the questions I did not want to get right, that and the Backstreet Boys going to top that list. Yep. So, yep. Question number two in the pop culture category. Who made waves by twerking with Robin Thicke at the 2013 VMAs? I can lock into. If I'm not mistaken, I'm fairly certain it was Miley Cyrus, so that is what I'm going to lock in with. It's definitely Miley Cyrus. Let's check the answer to validate. Miley Cyrus is a correct answer. And am I allowed to call her Cyrus the virus yet or no? Is that still not okay? <laughs> Cyrus the virus will forever be John Malkovich's character in Con Air. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. Question number three. The Barden Bellas are a fictional singing group depicted in what movie? Locked in. As featured on the November uh, bracket, however temporarily, of uh, boozy bracketology, I am fairly certain this is the Pitch Perfect movie series. That's exactly what I had. I had Pitch Perfect. And that is a correct answer. All right. Well, we're doing better on this card, but I'm not necessarily certain I'm feeling pride about it. I'm not. I am not feeling <laughs> pride at all. I know who Miley Cyrus is. I know what Gwyneth Paltrow named their daughter, and I've seen all three Pitch Perfect films. Not feeling like a winner right now, Mike. Okay, I, I feel better that I've only seen the first Pitch Perfect film, but you do you. All good. I mean, hey, I love Anna Kendrick, so I'm that, I, I got a thing for Anna cannot, Kendrick, so I what can I say? I cannot fault you. I cannot fault you. All right, question number four. What sidekick of Donkey Kong wears a trademark red baseball cap? I'll lock in. What sidekick of Donkey Kong wears a trademark red baseball cap? It, um, I mean, so full disclosure, I, I, not of. I, I vaguely remember playing Donkey Kong Country, and that's about the last video game I recall playing with Donkey Kong. Like, like so. Uh, but wasn't it just Donkey Kong Junior? Wasn't that his name? I I genuinely don't know. Uh, so that's what I will say. Uh, that's not a bad guess. I I vaguely remember. I didn't play Donkey Kong, but I vaguely remember advertisements for something called Diddy Kong. D i d d y oh, Kong. You're. You're 100% correct. That's what it is. I was sitting here thinking it was something else, but yep, you're 100% correct. Now, let's see if 100% correct gets me a correct answer here. But there's also Donkey Kong Jr., so. That's what I said, but yeah. It is Diddy Kong. But it's definitely, as soon as you said Diddy Kong, I was like, yep, that's what it was. I I, I knew it was, in my head, it was, I, I could see it was something kind of like, it was like a silly thing, but I couldn't remember. All right, well, well, well done. P. Diddy Kong. He did he go? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, not. But we're moving on to question number five, Mike. This is one that we're both gonna proud to be able to say we can lock in immediately. Oh, I don't want. I don't want you to say that. I need. I'm down ten points after the last question. I need to be able to make up ground. But okay. What band sang that surprises? Let me know she cares in all the small things. Oh, I, this I 100 percent feel pride about being able to. Uh, I, yeah. Lock in right away. For sure. It's Blink-182. Blink-182, track eight off of the Enema of the State album. Enema of the State. Tan well, then you can take off your pants and jacket. Yeah. 
that was later. Why did I turn that over? I didn't need to turn the card over. I knew the answer. No, you didn't need to turn. You didn't need to turn the card over. No, is, I can. I can. I can list the that that album was my 1999. It just was. It's a good album. It's a, it's a really good, I mean, good album. It had a song called "Going Away to College" on it the year I was going away to college. Yes, that so that album was my 1999. I'm sorry. I make no apologies. I still think Dude Ranch was better, but yeah. Dude Ranch is good. I don't. I don't have the memories of it like I have at another state. Yeah, well, I'm a little older than you. And Dude Dude Ranch just had that raw or punkier sound. Anyway. All right. Well, Mike, here's where here's where you get to make up some ground and take the lead. Whoop, whoop. Question number six is your multiple choice question. Name the four members of the band Led Zeppelin. Ah, I can lock in. I'm glad you can. I can't think of the damn drummer's name right now. I just wanted to, I was I like paused because I'm like I just want to make sure that I get that I know them all. I mean I know I know them all, but I wanted to make sure I had them all straight in my head. John Bonham was the drummer. I know that. So John Bonham's on there, and I know when I hear the lead singer's name, I'm gonna kick myself. But I legitimately don't know any of the other musicians from this band. I'm not a Zeppelin fan. I never have been a huge Zeppelin fan. Uh, just got into music later in life and it was never quite in my in my wheelhouse. I only know John Bonham because I wrote a trivia question about him because he's Rolling Stones number one best drummer of all time. And he died rather tragically. Yes, he did. And way, way, way too soon, who now has a has a son who is a drummer, a really well known drummer. So um and I think I know that did thanks to Jeff Woodhead. I don't think that's anything other than Jeff Woodhead getting in my ear <laughs> i'm stalling because i feel like i know the name of the lead singer at least and that would if i can get to the lead singer that that I, that washes the, the the 10 points and i know mike knows all four what would the lead singer's name be are we doing jeopardy rules i only need to give a last name i'll allow it yeah okay um so i'm just gonna name last names Okay. Uh, Bonham, I know, is the drummer. I know that. If I'm wrong about that, then I don't deserve to win anything. Uh, and then I'm going to go with... What are generic last names? Because I think they're an Australian band, if I'm not mistaken. Australian or New Zealand. Um, so I'm thinking of predominantly English last names. I'm going to guess... No, why am I thinking Neil Peart? Neil Peart's not Led Zeppelin. Chris, what's wrong with you? <laughs> oh my god, I'm in the wrong decade. Okay, I'm just gonna go with names with common last names, and I'm gonna go with Bonham. I'm gonna go with Young. I'm gonna go with Jones, and I'm gonna go with Smith. Bonham. Young, Jones, and Smith. Shouldn't have allowed you Jeopardy rules, man. You you definitely are getting 10 points. Um, <laughs> so, Chris, if you will look off to this wall behind me, you see you might see four framed record I albums. Do. Those are That's Led Zeppelin's one through four. Oh, God. <laughs> On my back wall. I'm sorry that our podcast listeners can't hear it. But, um, so the, uh, I, it might be an apocryphal story, but I have heard that uh, people in Britain, in which is where Led Zeppelin is from, were polled 
who is the greatest lead singer of all time, who is the greatest guitarist of all time, who's the greatest bass player of all time, and who is the greatest drummer of all time in four separate polls, and they ended up creating Led Zeppelin. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's true, but I love that story. Uh, The lead singer of Led Zeppelin was Robert Plant. Robert Plant. I knew I was going to kick myself when I heard it. Lead guitarist uh, was Jimmy Page. Damn it, I know that name too. Uh, drummer, of course, as Chris said, was John Bonham. And because I allowed him Jeopardy rules, he's going to get credit for the bass player who is John Paul Jones. (laughs) And we are tied up. (laughs) We are on to question number seven. This is what is that one? Are we at 140 apiece? 130? Let's let's do a score check real quick. Nine. Heading into the quotations question, which, of course, we're not going to get right because we never get the quotation question right. So our scores heading into question number seven, 150 to 140 for Chris. Damn, I forgot you came into this round with that 10-point lead. Yep, so you still have it. Yep. All right. Led All Zeppelin right. almost got me there. That's okay. Question number seven is your quotations question. Who said... I don't think I could live without hair, makeup, and styling, let alone be the performer I am. I am a glamour girl through and through. I believe in the glamorous life, and I live one. Jeez. This could be any number of people. Yeah, this is a really... Uh... It's, 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 the, it's the classic quotation conundrum uh, when, we come, when we come up with these on these cards is... Unless you can specifically tie it, you can get into kind of a ballpark range. See, I but, can't even get into a ballpark right now because I, I could go I could go back I mean, hundred years. I, not in terms of of years, like I can span decades upon decades for this one. Uh, can you read that again one more time, please? Yep, I'm not going to complain about that because I could use it again too. I actually might have. I might be going a different direction. Who said, I don't think I could live without hair, makeup, and styling, let alone be the performer that I am. I am a glamour girl through and through. I believe in the glamorous life, and I live one. You know what? I'm going to stick with it. I'm locking in. I'm locking in. It's it's a little out there, but screw it. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of performers that are out there, so... Like big name performers who would say who would have said something like this, who are gonna have like the big personalities, the big hair, the big makeup. And they did say performer, they didn't say musician, but like my head automatically goes to musicians. So I'm That's sti- actually a really good point. Yep. I'm sticking later than I am earlier just because I don't think of that as being something that like one of the Hepburns would say or anything like that. Um the really big performers that I can think of that kind of stretch the boundaries. If I'm going with that logic, performer could be actor, singer, it could be both. So I'm going to try and narrow this down by going towards the both piece. And so the, the ones that come to mind off the top of my head are going to be recent ones like Lady Gaga uh, or older ones like Cher. I think those are the two that I'm kind of narrowed down to, Cher and Lady Gaga. And I just feel like I'm going to go older. I'm naturally going to go older, so I'm going to go with Cher. Good guess. Um, I mean, and you very well might be right. Uh, Lady Gaga, Cher both went through my head. Madonna also went through my head. It didn't seem to fit for Madonna for me. What's that? It just didn't seem to fit for Madonna for me. Yeah, I kind of know what you mean. It didn't necessarily, the second half of it didn't necessarily seem to fit with where I ended up. Because I don't necessarily think of her 
as living a super glamorous life, but something about hair, makeup and styling just pointed me in this direction, even though even though she is at the end of the day, like I, like I said, I thought of Lady Gaga, I thought of, thought of, I definitely thought of what you what you mentioned. Even though at the end of the day, like there is a modesty about her, I still think of her in in terms of performance. I still think of her with big hair and the makeup and everything like that. So it's off the wall. But I went with Dolly Parton. Not a bad guess. The one that just popped into my head was RuPaul. Um, yeah, that's actually um, that's actually a very good guess too. I right. have no idea. Now it's Dolly versus Cher. Let's see what the correct answer is. Of course, we're probably both is. wrong because that's the way it always is. Correct answer is Lady Gaga. It was Lady Son of a. That was that was literally the first name that time had to go, and I, I went too obvious. Throw it away. Damn gum. Damn it. I had it to two. I had it to I, two. I, that was it. Was literally I went. My brain went Lady Gaga, and then it went Madonna, and then it went Cher, and then somehow I when you reread it, and I thought of the big hair. That's what brought me over to Dolly Parton. But ah man. Well, I've got a ten point lead. We are moving on to question number eight. In what decade did Mar- Dr. Martin Luther King Day become a national holiday? I'm going to lock in an answer. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just going to lock in an answer. Uh, no, I mean, to me, I think this is a 50-50 shot. I think the 70s is too early. And I think so. I think it's between the 80s and the 90s. I mean, maybe it could have happened late 70s, but I don't think so. I think that's too soon. I see. I feel like it's one of those things. I think there was some pushback, as you can, you know, predict from certain states, you know, that I may or may not be either neighbor to or a current resident of. Um. (laughs) So I, but I think that I think ultimately, damn, I gotta say eighties. I feel like ninety. I feel like seventies is too early. Nineties is too late. Uh, but it also very well could have been very early nineties. That's where my struggle is. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in with eighties. All right, Mike locked in with the eighties. Um, what I think I'm wrong about but I, I feel like I've read this or heard this somewhere before was that Martin Luther King Jr. Day was, was kind of put into play during the Reagan administration. So I locked in obviously with the eighties then I don't yep. think that's right. I, uh, but for some reason that's just, it's a, it's a tick in my mind. that's kind of sitting back there. I have to scratch it to see what happens. All right, Mike. So, I mean, there's no separation here. We both locked in with the eighties. So we did 1983. Okay. 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 We each got the points. You know, we didn't think through like what does a uh, a tiebreaker look like here. Well, I was actually wondering that too, but um, you know, as I'm fond of saying, we can burn that bridge when we come to it. I guess. Yeah. Let's. We'll we'll pull a card out of that deck. We'll do a closest to the pin challenge off of that card. Then your scores right now: one fifty to one sixty. Chris has a ten point lead. Mike has a lot of shame. Mike has one last question. It's closest to the pin. Winner, the, whoever's the closest answer gets the 10 points. Here is your question. 
The hit television show Breaking Bad ran for how many seasons? I I mean, I can lock in. Really? Absolutely, 100%. So I have famously, never, famously to some people, never seen Breaking Bad. I have seen 15 minutes of Breaking Bad, and it was Leah asked me to come downstairs to watch the last 15 minutes because it was a cultural moment in the in pop culture, and she wanted me to be a part of it. So I but know how you it had ends. no context for what was happening. No, I, but I remember there was a, a gun that was like on a like a, a machine gun. That yes, was there, like yes this. there was. Um, I have no idea what happened. I know how it ends. Um, and now there's a, a movie. So it's going to be six, seven, or eight, right? It, that was I, it, I think that was on AMC uh, because Breaking Bad had the after show that was kind of like the lead-in to give The Walking Dead its own after show, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think there was Breaking Bad, there was the after show, and they, they got the idea of let's do an after show for Walking Dead, and that's how Talking Dead came to be. Um, the Like six, seven, and eight kind of make the most sense to me. Um it's one of those cable shows, right? It's one of those artsy cable shows. And nowadays they seem to stop earlier. They stop earlier than six, but it's still kind of in the, the quote unquote golden age, I guess, of television. I'm between six, seven and eight. I don't know. Seven doesn't feel right, but I do kind of skew towards even numbers. (laughs) Seven's a prime number. Six and eight aren't. Eight just seems too long. I think. I honestly don't know, and I don't have a way of getting there. I'm just trying to, at this point, I'm just trying to run through my head which one sounds right. But I can argue both sides. Like, six seems to fit more with, hey, um, you know, we had a good run. The show is really good, but it's time for us to hang it up. But the other part of me is going, no, this is AMC, and they've had The Walking Dead on for 37 seasons. They're going to milk as much of Breaking Bad as they can. So with that in mind, I'm actually more inclined to go with eight. Mike's not Mike. Mike's got just a freaking stone face right now. He's not giving me anything. Yeah, I'm gonna lock in with eight. I will concede that there is a possibility that the back of that card incorrectly says six, but there were five seasons of Breaking Bad, and the fifth season was divided into two parts that were almost a year apart, but they were technically speaking five seasons of Breaking Bad. And that is what I locked in with. And five is a correct answer. Mike has tied the game. Whoop, whoop. I forget. I always forget you've never seen Breaking Bad. It is 160 to 160. I'm going to grab a stack of cards here. I am going to flip to a random portion in this in this stack. Mike, you tell me when to stop. And stop. Mike, our category is going to be past, present, and future. Okay. This is a closest to the pin challenge. Winner take all. Here is our question. How many time zones is Australia divided into? Oof. We have Australian listeners, and they're mad at us right now. If they're not mad at us unfrequently, then I'd be very surprised. Oh my lord! You couldn't have said China. Like I know how many China has. I know. How I, many, I know every. Well, I know how many Russia has. China. For God's sake! I don't know how many that. That would be a good one. I don't know how many Russian has. Russia has. Are they the same as China? I have no idea. No, they're not. I don't think they are. Uh you know what? I'm going to lock in. 
I'm glad you can. I'm kind of between three and four. Uh, what's kind of driving me a little bit crazy is that they're further south, so I don't know if like the the lines get smaller down there. Um, but like it's not that far. They're not that far south. It's not like they're that far south. They're not at Antarctica where the lines are razor razor thin. Um. I'm at I'm between three and four. I think it's kind of where I'm at right now, and I think you're probably right around that same area. So Australia, size wise, isn't isn't as big as the U.S., but it's still a rather large continent or continental continental landmass. It's not technically a continent. Um, I don't think I think it's part of Oceania or something like that. Uh. I don't know. They've changed everything since I was in elementary school. So yeah, Pluto's not a planet anymore. It's all messed. I up. I know there's five oceans. There's only eight planets. Who knows? <laughs> the taste buds thing is bullshit. <laughs> Psycho was directed by by Alfred Hitchcock. Like, who the hell knows what's going on anymore? That's your one. That was my one. Um, <laughs> I almost screwed it up by saying Anthony Hopkins. I'm just throwing that up. <laughs> Screw it. I'm going to say four. <laughs> um, I didn't even get that high. I I ended up locking in with two. I, but again, I genuinely don't know. So if it's three, we got another card coming. Uh, no, if it's three, I say we just keep using this card and just keep going like from one down. We start like, one, wherever one there's down some delineation. Cool. I'm cool with that too. Mike said two. I said four. The correct answer is three. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I freaking knew it. As soon as you said four, I'm like, it's going to be three. All right, right, that's fine. fine. Question number one in past, present, and future. In 1905, Norway gained independence from what country? European history, my favorite. Mm -hmm. I'll lock in. It's probably wrong. Yeah, The only thing I can think of is I know that... Is it Norway, right? Yeah. It's a little further away. I know Finland has gone back and forth with Russia, and Finland, I believe, got its independence from... Russia, I think. I, that could be way off, too. I don't know. Um, but Norway is significantly further removed. But it's kind of all part of that same like little landmass up top. Uh, and Norway does kind of extend up and over Sweden. I feel like if it was an English colony, they'd speak English up there. So it's obviously not English. But that would go for anything. Like they would speak Russian if it was. I don't know. There's no logic here. Um, it's kind of post the empires at that point. I think the was it the. It's not that. You know what? I'm just gonna say Russia. I don't have a better answer. It seems further away than that. But oh wait, is it? Is it Denmark? Because Denmark's like right there. And the kingdom of Denmark was larger for a while there. Yeah, I'm actually going to go that way. I'm going to go Denmark. <sighs> yeah. Okay. No, honestly, Denmark's a really good guess. Um, and I and now that I'm thinking of my Hamlet, I think Denmark is a better guess than what I had. That's I think that's, uh, that's where I got it's Something in Shakespeare kind of said Denmark was... Because uh, Denmark, they were, they were at war with... with with England, yeah. right? 
a, a well, they were at war with with one of the neighboring Scandinavian countries, which I don't specifically wow. remember um, that well. Uh, so I think that's actually a really, really good guess. I kind of went uh, right in that area. I just said Sweden because they're right there together. Uh, but I think Denmark's actually a really good guess. Now let's see. And we have a winner. The correct answer was Sweden. Oh, wow. Mike I thought, pulling I, I thought Denmark was a great guess. Man, that's, yeah. <laughs> Mike pulled it. I can't, I, I couldn't, I can't comprehend uh, Sweden and, and Norway being like, one of them's a country and one of them's not. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I think that um <laughs> I almost don't even want to say it because I think that part of that was comes from a trivia question that I had in my back pocket that I was maybe gonna deploy at some point. Uh that but it, it had something to do with you could technically also say Norway, but it was part of Sweden at the time. Like that was that was lingering in the back of my head. It's an uh, older question, and it was kind of just lingering in the back of my head. So I was like, I think it's Sweden. So that's that's the only way that that came from. But no, man, <laughs> wow. All right, Mike I'll comes take it. from behind with a double overtime thriller to pull off the comeback victory. My gosh. <laughs> well, Mike, good game, my friend. Awesome game. Always a good time playing trivia with you. Um, it is for sure. For our listeners out there, if you're enjoying our content, patreon.com slash PTEBB has all of our exclusive content. All of our bonus content is dropped on there. We've got content dropping for both the pub trivia experience and our sister podcast, Boozy Bracketology, throughout the month. So jump on over there if you have the financial means to do so and give us some support. You can also leave us a five-star rating, write us a review. That'd be awesome of you. Find us on Facebook, The Lounge, fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. Mike and I are both on there. We're consistently going back and forth like we always do. You can find us there. Instagram, Pub Trivia Experience. Twitter at Pub Trivia Pod. For the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. And I've been Mike. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Oh, don't no, don't tell me no. Come on, baby. Come on. Abby, come on, baby. It's it's bedtime. You need to go It's bedtime. You need to go back to your room until mommy gets home. Alright, come on. I'm taking you to your room. Let's go. <laughs> those are those are headphones, baby. If you want to put them on your ears, you can hear Uncle Chris. Say something. Say. Can you hear Uncle Chris? He's Hello. Say Hi. How are you? <laughs> she said, "Great." I don't know if you picked that up. I did not, but hello. Here. You got to get close to the microphone to be heard. Hi. Not necessarily that close. <laughs> say, say hi. Hi. Say, I'm going to my room now like my daddy asked. I'm going to my room now like my daddy asked. Aw, you're such a good daughter.
Love you, baby. So here's the weird thing. So I know uh, the the guitarist I'm aware of, uh, the bass player. The only reason I know the name John Paul Jones is because it's from a free. He, he name drops him in a Kid Rock song. I don't know why, but I had a stage. I've talked about this in the show. I had about a year and a half stage in my life where I liked Kid Rock. I'm not proud of it, but it's part of who I am. Uh, you're, again, you're you're can, you're that age. That makes sense. John Paul Jones, visions of red running through my head. And I think it's off of the History of Rock album, too. Um, okay, so I'm assuming that's going to be 10 points for me and 20 points for you. Let me just validate on the card. Page, Plant, Jones, and Bonham. All right. Yep. No, but I mean, that's, that's, that's a good pull. I, I, in my head, I was going, because when you asked the question, it was in the context of you were trying to pull the lead singer. So I wasn't going, oh, yeah, Jones is a really common last name. <laughs> So as soon as you said it, I'm like, damn it, I shouldn't have let him have Jeopardy rules. That's fine. That's fine. I wasn't getting to Planter Page. Had I heard one of those, I would have. I, I might, yeah. Okay. No, I know. All good. All good. 